Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to Hope for Today. My name is Naja E. Brown, your host, and we thank you for your support and anticipation. Hope for Today is an outreach program of Guild to the King Ministry, and our hope and prayer for our listening audience all over the world is that you hear something that is encouraging, life-altering, or prompting you to study the Word of God. We welcome your comments anytime, and you can reach us through our website at yieldtothekingministry.org. Well, welcome to today's episode entitled, Saying Yes to God. And this is a continuation of our February theme of surrendering and just allowing God to have his way and his will and, and our, the choices that we have in our lives and everything that we do. So as usual, I like to read the post material, and it's very similar to what it was when we broadcasted on February. But it says, God allows us to choose life or death. He gives us the free choice and free will to live our lives the way we desire. But of course God would desire for us to choose life. When we love and obey him, we will say yes. And through that growth process, we become closer and closer to him. Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 19 says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Well, once again, today we have in our studio Dr. Michael Lay. He is our special guest, and he is joining us for the second time in a row this month. He's a retired officer from King County Department of Corrections. After 35-plus years, Dr. Lay is well-known a very well-known teacher at the Bishop A.L. Hardy Academy of Theology and the founder and president of New Beginnings Bible Ministries. And within our local Christian communities, all in the Pacific Northwest, Dr. Lay is recognized as epitome of a servant leader. And with that, I want to say welcome, Dr. Lay, and you take it from here. Okay, I want to thank you uh, for that introduction uh and i want to thank you for all that you have said thus far uh because i want to tag tag team so to speak with you about some things you said uh first of all that the bible uh, a basic theme of the bible in fact is life and death and god does want us to choose life rather than death he wants us to choose good uh rather than evil and he wants us to make positive choices about him the bible teaches that god doesn't want that any should perish but that all should come to repentance i think on uh earlier this month i was i was talking about adam and eve and we we talked about or i talked about the the choices that adam and eve made and uh that those choices led to them choosing uh sin and disobedience uh, over uh, uh, 
God's commands. Instead of obeying God, they disobeyed God. They chose sin instead of righteousness. And though they they made those bad choices, God had uh, had made had a plan in mind for them, and it and it proceeded. I'm going to say this. This is kind of a hard thing to to say, but it preceded their actions. God wasn't reactionary to Adam and Eve, so He knew what kind of choices they were going to make. But He didn't fix the choices. In fact, He gave them all that they needed to be successful there in the garden. But they failed because they failed to do what God commanded them to do, which was not to eat of the tree that was in the midst of the garden. They decided that they'd go ahead and do what God. told them not to do and so by so doing they committed sin and disobeyed god and they were banished if you will from the garden because of that but while they were while god was pronouncing judgment upon them in the garden in genesis 3 15 uh he established a hope a hope of a, a savior to come that's going to uh crush uh, Satan's power and dominion, and so that that Savior is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And then also while they were there in the garden, uh, God showed them the way or the means by which they can uh, demonstrate faith and a Savior to come, and that's through a blood sacrifice. And you uh, pick that up in Genesis three twenty one. Uh, God uh, slays some animals to cover their sin to and that and that act in itself points towards uh the atoning power of a blood sacrifice and so uh in hebrews nine twenty two this is a little background to where we're going next is in hebrews nine twenty two it indicates to us without the shedding of blood there's no remission for sin so the uh sacrifice that was needed uh by Adam and Eve and their descendants was a a blood sacrifice. So then we want to pick up the story uh, a little bit about Adam and Eve, because this this is also about Adam and Eve apparently or seemingly didn't say yes to God's provision. It didn't, we can't, we don't have any report of them, uh, uh, of them going another way than the way they went, the way of sin. Um, But he made a provision for them that they could, they could resume their fellowship with him that was broken by their act of disobedience. And we want to, we want to go down to their, their, their uh, offspring, uh, Cain and Abel. And we're all probably uh, uh, familiar with Cain and Abel, but we want to talk about them is they, ha- they both had an opportunity to say yes to God. They both had an opportunity to exercise their God-given uh, ability to choose, to choose good over evil, to uh, choose uh, service uh, over disobedience. And so we, we notice here, and I'm reading this from the King James Version, it reads like this. It says, it says in the process of time, uh, in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground uh and offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstling of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and not his, and, excuse me, and to his offering. Uh, but unto Cain 
and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. So in this situation, I want to notice a key point that's, that, that's brought out by the writer right away is that in the process of the time, when they're able to adequately uh, demonstrate faith and a Savior to come, that they were, they were both uh, given the opportunity uh, in this particular situation to come to God with the uh, proper uh, sacrifice, a proper offering. And the proper offering was that they were supposed to bring a blood sacrifice. That was, that, if, if you say yes to the Lord, and that, at that time, you brought a blood sacrifice. And uh, we might suppose that the reason they know, knew what kind of sacrifice they were supposed to bring was because their parents, uh, maybe their parents didn't practice uh, going to church, you let me say it that way, but they sent, at, they sent Cain and Abel to church. They told them what was required of them. And if you look at uh, Hebrews 11:4, you would indicate you would glean from that that Abel had brought the proper sacrifice unto the Lord more than once. So they had they had knowledge of what the right sacrifice was. And there's some evidence as we go through this situation where they say uh, where Abel says yes to the Lord and Cain says no. He made a conscious free will decision not to do what God would have him to do, that he decided that he was going to disobey uh, the, uh, the expectation or uh, that the, prop, the, the proper sacrifice that was ordained by God, which was a blood sacrifice. So, uh, so that's, why, that's why Abel's sacrifice is, is uh, accepted where Cain wasn't. Some people think that the reason that God didn't accept uh, Cain's sacrifice is because, because he, you know, because Cain came to church, you know, let me say it that way, that he came to church and he had a bad attitude. You know, he, he, he came, in, came into church and he, and he, he wasn't going to let anybody tell him what to do. And he, he was kind of grumpy from all the way from when he got up in the morning. And so that some people think that the reason God didn't accept his sacrifice because because he was too grumpy. He was too, had too much of a bad attitude. So God didn't accept his sacrifice because of, the, because of that. Because after all, it, the Bible teaches us that he, you know, that he uh, uh, was a farmer and, uh, and Abel was a tender of sheep. And, they, and both of them came with the uh, best that they had. And, and so I want to say, if you think like that, that God doesn't want your best. He wants what he wants. He doesn't want your best. He wants what he wants, not what you want, but what he wants. So anyway, so so God accepted Abel's sacrifice because he came with a blood sacrifice, that he made a, 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 a decision that I'm going to do what God tells me to do. And so he came with the right sacrifice unto the Lord, and Cain came with the wrong sacrifice. And so then, uh, then, he, then he got a... a he got very wroth in the in verse five, and his and his countenance fell. He got a he got a, a a grumpy look on his face when God didn't accept his sacrifice, and then, and God indicated to him, now if you do the right thing, uh, won't won't that cheer you up? And I'm, and I'm paraphrasing, is uh it, and and it's clear that by by God saying that to Cain that he had knowledge of what the right thing was to do. 
because otherwise, how could God expect him to do, to do the right thing unless he unless he had knowledge of it? And so God uh, indicated to him, if you do the right thing, won't you be cheered up? And I'm just, and I am paraphrasing that. It, 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 verse six says, and Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth, and why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shall not be uh, accepted. And thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall uh, he uh, well shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. Sin shall rule over him. So he he uh, God gave God gave him a way out. He could he could still come with the right sacrifice, still uh, do what God required, but he didn't do that. He chose to to do things the way he did it. And some people might say, well, uh, uh, God, you know, God chose Abel to be uh, righteous, but he didn't uh, choose Cain to be righteous. And and that's not correct because they both had the same opportunity as the Bible lays it out in this situation, that they both have the opportunity to do what God requires, but only one of them did what God requires. And so the other one, uh, sinned and disobeyed God, and that then he went away, and that was the uh, the story of his life: sin and disobedience, because he made a conscious free will choice to do other than what God required. I'm just pausing here because I'm kind of short on time. Is uh, uh, I wanted to say that this matter of having a choice and having a free will is important to to us in terms of our salvation. God makes a provision for us in terms of our salvation, and then we have to comply uh, with his provision. We have to, we have to do what uh, I think we were talking earlier about John 3.16. It tells us, what, you know, whosoever believeth. So if you believe, you can have eternal, a, eternal life, and that's whosoever will. So whosoever will can have eternal life, and it's, and it's a conscious free will choice that we make. Uh, I think in, in Joshua, the 24th chapter, Joshua recounts to uh, recounts Israel's history as, as he greets them at Shechem. And he talks to them about how good God's been to them and how God has been faithful to them uh, down through the years. And, uh, and then he gets down to, I think it's uh, about verse verse uh 14 i think it is and he and he asked him he asked him in, in that particular verse is verse 15 i'm sorry it, it says and if it seems evil unto you to serve the lord choose ye this day whom you will serve whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of amorites in whose uh, land ye dwell but as for me and my house we will serve the Lord. So uh, the folks are brought brought to Shechem to make a choice, to make a conscious free will choice about who they're going to serve. And that, and it was a needed decision that folks had to make, obviously, because some folks weren't uh, were probably uh, not serving the Lord, or some po- people were kind of straddling the fence, if you will. And so Joshua challenges the folks to serve the Lord. He indicated, as for me and my house, 
I'm going to serve the Lord. That's the choice I'm going to make. And so the, as in the case of Adam and Eve, they had a choice to make. In the, in the case of Cain and Abel, they had a choice to make. And as in the case of Joshua, people had a, a choice to make. And we all have a choice to make, too. God uh, uh, beckons to us and, uh, and makes a way for us, and we all have a choice to make. And then after we made that choice with the Lord, we have to keep making the same choice daily. Amen. So I'm going to stop because I, I'm out of time. So I'm going to give it back to our host, and I want to God bless you for letting me have this space. Amen. <laughs> Dr. Lay, I do have one question for you. So when God okay. makes a way, the provision that he's made for us is through his son, Jesus Christ. So Christ died our sins without uh, shedded blood, there's no redemption. And let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So we can say so because we have a story because we've been redeemed. Christ made the atonement for our sin, and he's our propitiation. So at what point, this is just a critical question here that I'm going to ask on behalf of the listening audience. At what point is it that someone can make a choice to live for God or to accept God when we are dead in our sin and separated from God because of sin, so at what point can the sinner actually make a choice as a dead person? How can they choose God? Yeah, I would say that, that they, they may be dead in trespasses and sin, but they're still a free moral agent and that they still have the ability to make a choice. I think is, uh, I'm thinking about, uh, let's say, uh, uh, let's say, David. In the case of David, we see David, uh, it's indicated that David, uh, you know, that God anointed him as a servant. So we're saying, we'll say that he's in, he's in the family of God now. He's in, we'll, we'll, we'll put it this way, he's in the church now. And then later on in uh, 2 Samuel, the 11th chapter, we see him fall out of, of God's will. So People would say that he fall, fell out of God's will, and he's a sinner because uh, someone might say, well, one sin won't knock you out, but, but David had a few sins going on there, he, you know, that, that got him out of, uh, of, uh, of fellowship with God. And then uh, we notice later on in the 12th chapter, and I don't remember what verse it is, but he repents of his sin. And so he gets back. So. So David's an example of somebody that, that uh, had made a choice for God. He, I think somebody said that, that uh, it says it in the Bible that he was a man after God's own heart, that he looks like he'd always served the Lord, but we, we know that isn't true because we're, we're born in sin and shaped in iniquity. I think that's how the scripture goes. And so we know that at some point we all have to make a conscious free will choice. And uh, and and when we make that conscious free will choice and we we respond positively to the provisions of God, then uh, you know then we be, become alive. Our 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 spirit that was dead in trespasses and sin becomes alive in Christ. And so uh, I would say to that question, I would say at any time that we have the ability, because you're a free moral agent, you have the ability to. Uh, say yes to God, and so that's uh, and if we did, if if God fixed it like that, you know that some people could say yes and 
others couldn't, and so on like that, then uh, people would say maybe that, that God's the one that saved them, and God's the one that's responsible that they keep their salvation. So ultimately, if they sin or lose their salvation, it's all on God. And so that's um, we don't want God to uh, take responsibility for our sin. We want to, uh, you know, take responsibility for it. I think in the book of Ezekiel, I think it's chapter around chapter eighteen. It, it teaches that the soul that sinneth, it shall die. And, and then it also teaches that that about if you're uh, about people that are, uh, you know, choosing. Uh, righteousness or unrighteousness. He, I, I don't have the exact scripture with me right now, but that, but he makes it clear that that people can choose. They can choose to obey God or they can choose to uh, disobey Him. So that's what I would say. Mm-hmm. I would say that you know we always have that choice. We always have that ability. That's why I think in our first uh, broadcast, uh, I, I indicated that that uh, making a choice was uh, I indicated that that was a characteristic a god-given characteristic because if you can't if you can't choose if you can't choose then god can't hold you responsible see that they that adam and eve see they could choose and so that and that's why they were held responsible even though the in uh timothy i think it's second timothy it tells us that the the woman was deceived and but uh, regardless of how much she was tricked or or whatever, uh, she still uh, she still was held accountable for her sin, which was she disobeyed God. She did what God told her not to do. No matter how much people trick you, nobody can make you sin. You know that we sin we sin out of our own you know out of our own choices out of our own free will choices. And somebody might say that's part own. of our heart position. But it may yeah. just be that 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 just we made that, that particular choice that day, and that was definitely the wrong choice when we choose to serve sin instead of serve God. So that's what I would say about that. Okay. So, yes, we can't say that God tempts us. He'll test us, but he doesn't tempt us. We're tempted and, and, and give way to our own lust and our own desires. I love the fact that you brought up David, and, I, and you know, he's responsible for Psalm 51 where he's repentant and he's asking God to create in him a clean heart and to renew a right spirit or a steadfast spirit within him and do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. So I like that. Right. Yes, I know there's this there's an age old discussion about at what point is someone even able to have an affinity toward God when we've been separated from him and dead in our sins. Um right. I remember this discussion being a part of discussion with uh, another pastor and he said it to me this way. He said he asked me what did I have to do with my natural birth? And I said, well, nothing, you know. It just, you know, I was created, you know, from you know, my mom and dad kind of thing. And he said, right, you had nothing to do with it. And then he said, kind of like we have nothing to do with our spiritual birth either. So at some point in time, God quickens us to be able to have an affinity to him or to have an affection for him because when we're dead. We can't revive ourselves. So then at the point that we make that connection, you know, and respond to God's connecting you know, we are able to choose because at that point we're in him and we know right from wrong. So that's good. That's good. Okay. I well, I think – go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say to uh, that that folks need to read Romans, the first chapter. And uh, in that, 
puts everybody in a prison house called sin. And in that, it tells us that it, it points towards there's something that's in, in man, you know, and, and so uh, that's something that's in man longing for God is what, what I like to think. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's what's inside mm-hmm. of man, that, has that he has that longing for God. And only, uh, you know, only that we make a, a choice not to serve him or not to uh, yield to that, to that longing. But the, what, what's inside of us is, is that affinity, if you will, uh, as you indicated, for God. And so that, that people make a, really make a conscious free will choice to to, uh, uh-huh. to serve sin, you know, or to serve God. Uh-huh. uh-huh. That's what. Uh-huh. But okay. I think you well, wrote that. Say it again. I said I thank you for letting me make that comment there too. So. Oh, you're you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for being our guest in the studio today and just thank you for your message from the 9th and people who didn't hear the the broadcast on the 9th go back and listen to that. Because this is really like a continuation, and I just, I just thank you for your words of wisdom, and um, just speaking to us today. So with that, I want to say, may God bless you and keep you, and make His face shine upon you and give you peace. And we'll talk again in a couple of weeks. Bless you. Thank you, Doctor Lay. Okay. God bless you, and thank you for the space. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.